0: Are you tired of people always telling you what you want to hear and not what you need to hear? Me too. Are you ready to actually do something about it? Hi, I'm Lauren Lahav, and for the past 30 plus years, I've been blessed to speak and to impact thousands of people around the world. I've shared the stage with the world's top thought leaders, including Barbara Walters, Tony Robbins, Barbara Corcoran, and Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm also a personal development, lifestyle, and business coach, event producer, and entrepreneur with businesses in over 25 countries. I'm a wife and a proud mama to three and a bonus mom to one. Trust me when I tell you, it took me many years of buying into my old story of I'm not enough and lots of grit to finally let go of the BS. So I understand firsthand what it means and what it took. They don't call it the school of hard knocks for nothing. This podcast is my way of breaking down the BS filters of what we say, what we do, and how we interact with others. I will be sharing what worked for me, yet more importantly, what didn't work for me. This is a no-fluff podcast where we will address real-life issues, real issues that seem to surface when you least expect it, relationship conflict and breakdowns, and real solutions. I will share from my life experiences and those of other everyday heroes, as well as the world's top experts are all here to help you grow through the process of letting go and finally expressing your true voice, who you are and what you stand for. In a world of political correctness and living our lives on social media, it's hard to know what is real. And are you taking in so much information but not applying what you've learned? In my life, I always look to the people who understand what I'm going through and are willing to get honest and forthcoming with me to help me grow through these challenges. Trust me, I've had them all, and I'm going to take the time to be as real as possible and get to solutions. I've had financial issues, parenting issues, marriage issues, emotional issues, you know, the list goes on. I've learned from my challenges, I've grown from them, and continue to learn from them. I see them now as opportunities. With this podcast, we're going to tune up our lives. I'll be your cup of espresso to get you through whatever you're going through in your life that's holding you back, to give you that confidence and trust of knowing someone is there to help and guide you, yet you have to do the work. So strap in, hang on tight, and let's get real. Welcome, everybody. Oh my gosh, I am freaking so excited about this week. So get your pen and paper out there because you're also gonna to wanna to go immediately and go get this book called The Road Back to You because we're all what, looking for who we are trying to figure it all out. And I'm excited to introduce you to Ian Morgan Cron, and he is a best-selling author. He's a psychotherapist and Enneagram teacher. And he's the host of the popular podcast, Typology. I love that. That is in, has over 13 million downloads. His books include the national bestseller that I just shared with you, The Road Back to You, An Enneagram Journey of Self-Discovery, his novel, Chasing Francis, um, and a spiritual memoir, Jesus, My Father, the CIA, and Me. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> known for transparency, his humor, and his depth and insight into the inner workings of the human heart and mind, Ian uses the Enneagram personality typing system to help leaders cultivate self awareness and emotional wisdom. He is a sought after speaker, thinker, and advisor to many people and companies such as the Discovery Channel, Ramsey's Solution, Catalyst. Belmont University, uh, the Michael Hyatt Company, Warner Brothers Musics, and oh my gosh, and uh, he's very cool. I just saw him. Hopefully, those of you that are listening, you'll make sure to go to YouTube also to watch the video. He uh, lives with his wife, Anne, and their three children in Nashville, Tennessee, my favorite place. So welcome, 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 and thank you for joining us. I know you're in the middle of moving. I'm excited to next time I come to Nashville, come and have a sweet tea with you, because I'm all about the sweet tea. Uh, You can take the girl out of the South, but you can't take the South out of a girl, so you know how that goes, I'm sure. Question before we do anything. Do you drink sweet tea? Right here. (laughs) Are you my boy i knew that we were on it so we're gonna have to go and find out the best sweet tea in nashville the next time that i come visit you and we didn't even plan that that was amazing cheers cheers for the help you now all right here we go so let's just off the top let's just talk about it let's dig in and talk about the enneagram and what it is and how it was originated. I'd love to know a little bit more, even though I've read it in the book. Let's share with the listeners everything about the Enneagram.
1: Great. Well, thanks for having me on. It's a delight to be with you. And uh, I never tire uh, about talking uh, about this amazing personality typing system, personal development tool called the Enneagram. The the Enneagram is a, uh, a rather old personality typing system that teaches there are nine basic personality styles or types in the world, one of which we gravitate toward and adopt in childhood as a way to feel safe, to protect ourselves, and to navigate the world of relationships. Um, Very importantly, each of these types has an unconscious motivation that powerfully influences how that type predictably and habitually acts, thinks, and feels as they move through the world.
0: Well, it's interesting as I'm sitting here looking about it, looking in the book, I'm sorry, I'm going back to all my notes in the book with regards to it. Um, Can you talk, I love that you were talking about how it, it's from the Greek word for nine, correct?
1: That's right. Ennea meaning nine, gram meaning diagram. And so that's why when you start to learn about the Enneagram, you'll see this figure, right? This gram or drawing that outlines for people uh, where these types uh, live in relationship to each other because they're actually all connected. They're not separate.
0: I love that. So let's, let's dig in. Let's talk about the nine different types. And once again, grab your pen and paper because you're going to be thinking about people. I'm sure you're like, oh, that's my friend so-and-so. That's my husband. That's my kid. Let's talk a little bit about each one of them. I know we got the improvers a bit. I think that's one, correct?
1: Yes, it is. And, and as I do this, you know, obviously for each of these types, I wrote probably 25 pages. Uh, so I'm going to give just a... One sentence description, and I'm going to tell you what the unconscious motivation for each of those types is that drives their way of acting, thinking, and feeling, okay? So ones are called the improvers. Sometimes they're called the perfectionists, though I prefer improver. These folks are ethical, they're dedicated, they're reliable. They're actually, when they're very healthy, they're morally heroic people. They are motivated by a desire to improve perfect themselves, others, and the world, as well as to avoid fault and blame. Twos are called the helpers. These are warm, caring, giving, supportive people, and they're motivated by a need to be loved, to be needed, right, by other people, and to win the approval of others. Uh, Threes are called the achievers. These are those success-oriented, image-conscious folks who are wired for productivity. These are people who have memorized a David Allen's book, Getting Things Done, okay? And they are motivated by a need to succeed, to appear successful, and to avoid failure at all costs. Fours are called the individualists. Some people call them the unicorns of the Enneagram because there are fewer of them represented in the population, we think, than any other type. These are creative highly imaginative, sensitive, and often temperamental people, disproportionately represented in the world of the arts. Uh, They are motivated by a need to be special and unique, to be understood, and to experience their oversized feelings and to avoid being ordinary. The uh, number fives are called the investigators. They're analytical, detached, uh, and very, very private. They're motivated by a need to gain knowledge, to gain or to conserve energy, and to and to avoid relying on others. Uh, sixes are called the loyalists. We believe that there are probably more sixes in the world than any other type. That's speculative, but it's a guess that most uh, teachers I know make. These folks are um, committed, they're earthy, Uh, they're practical, they're very witty at times. They are also worst-case scenario thinkers who are motivated by fear and the need for security. Interestingly, just tangentially, uh, a friend of mine who's a six likes to say that he suffers from pre-traumatic stress disorder. (laughs) So these are people who are always scanning the horizon, looking for what could go wrong next, typically. Uh, Sevens, the enthusiasts, fun, spontaneous, adventurous, always thinking about a future full of unlimited possibilities. They are motivated by a need to be happy, uh, to plan stimulating experiences, and to avoid psychological and emotional pain.
0: That would be me. Just every <laughs> time my friends like are talking about the enneagram, they're like, "Okay, Lauren, the individual <laughs> you are—that is all you." Okay, go ahead.
1: All right, eights are called the challengers. Uh, these folks are commanding, intense, and confrontational. My mom is an eight on the enneagram, and uh, she's ninety-two years old. She's smoked for seventy-five years, and. Uh, I called her back when COVID started and I said, mom, have you been attacked by COVID yet? And in this raspy voice, she said, it wouldn't dare. <laughs> That's an eight on the Enneagram. They, they are motivated by a need to uh, assert strength and control over the environment and other people. And really in service to um Not wanting to reveal tender and vulnerable feelings to others. Lastly, nines are called the peacemakers, pleasant, laid back, accommodating people. They're motivated by a need to keep the peace. They tend to merge with others or with groups, and they really want to avoid conflict at all costs.
0: Hmm. Something to think about with regards to all of these people. I was writing the names down of some of the people that I was thinking about. My husband is definitely a loyalist for sure. I guess that's why he's in security. I was just thinking about my uh, awesome right hand that I have, and she is a helper. Uh, Yeah. This is really great to help you identify your team. Do you need, if you look at a team, do you need all those different people on the endogram as part of your team? Like, is it important or is it no, or is it, does that have anything to do with it? I'm just curious.
1: It's it's interesting. It's a great question. I actually, most of my time is spent working in the corporate setting and, um, So I work with teams, uh, management teams, et cetera, and uh, that question comes up a lot. And the way I would answer it is, it's really industry dependent.
0: Okay. uh,
1: In terms of teamwork, Um, you know, obviously one of the questions I ask companies when I'm working with them, I identify teams, and the question I often ask is, what do you, what does it cost you not to have this type on your team or this type on your team? Not every company, you know, a trucking company doesn't need a four necessarily. Tiffany's needs a four, right? The individual is that very creative, imaginative, artistic uh, person who's very, very attuned to beauty and aesthetics. Um, so it's really dependent on the, the goal and the mission of the team.
0: Do you see that people, do you see that some people tend to hire more people like them versus that's,
1: Yes, that's always the case though. <laughs> You know, uh, we we do tend to think that uh, people who are like us are fundamentally good. And so we usually unconsciously will hire people like us, which often, as you know, ends up in disaster.
0: Correct. Right. Yes, that's what I was going So I share with you that I'm the enthusiast. I'm sure that all my friends listening or people can see I'm kind of like a squirrel. I, I'm not like a squirrel. I like I ate the squirrel. Right. So like for me. I'm like I ate this <laughs> girl.
1: You're fine. already talking like a seven. I'm just going to tell you right now. Oh,
0: I'm like a seven. I told you I'm a seven. I told you I'm a seven. That's me. Um, what are you? I'm curious what you are. I am a four. A four. So you're an individualist,
1: creative. Yes, I'm the. Uh, yes, I used to be. I mean, obviously, I've written a novel. I've written a memoir. I've written a psychology self-help book. I was a professional songwriter. Uh, this is. That's my zone is really uh, in the, actually for me now, it's really bringing the arts and my background in psychology together. And that's what has formed, if I can say it's, it's a unique voice, that's, that's the reason for it. Well, you moved
0: to Nashville from Connecticut probably too, huh? I that's mean, right. Right, to be around more All right. So I also know that you're a therapist and wow, people are going through a lot right now. I mean, just in the world, shaking them, shaking them, I think pretty much to your core. Can you talk a little bit about how you use this in therapy? Because I know there's a lot of people who, who aren't therapy now that weren't in therapy before, just because they're looking for something to give meaning to what's going
1: on. Mm, Yes. I, you know, I, I, you know, I've only been working with the Enneagram for about a decade. Um, And prior to that, when I was doing, you know, intense therapy with people, you know, I look back and I think, man, I wish I'd done the Enneagram 30 years ago, Mm -hmm. because if I had with each client, I probably could have saved two years of work in the beginning. You learn so much. It is so uncannily accurate that if I had known it way back when, I could have just saved so much time. And it's not even just in the therapeutic setting. I think about it with my children. If I had just known it when I was raising my children, I think about friendships that went, you know, or relationships and business that went sideways. If I had just known the Enneagram, I could have really saved myself a lot of heartache and pain along the way.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you, I think in the intro, we talked about really self-awareness. And I think the challenge for so many people is they're just not aware, right? Yeah. Like when when you're aware of anything, you make better decisions. I do these events and they're called Badass and Beautiful. And uh, the one important part that I will never take out of the event is I bring in one of the guys who works with my husband and to talk about awareness, right? Um, And, you know, about how you go and you read a room right? Because most people don't know what their surroundings around them. They're on their phone, they're, you know, talking on Zoom, they're doing whatever, but they're just not aware of anything around them. So let's talk a little bit about self-awareness.
1: If You You know, it's so funny you bring it up. I just last week, I had a conversation with a a CEO of a global construction company, uh, mostly in the Middle East. And uh, I said, you know, your team uh, has told me that they feel like you lack self-awareness. And to right out of his mouth, he goes, that's ridiculous. I think I'd know if I lacked self-awareness. Wow. <laughs> and I said, actually... What number was he? I'm curious. Uh, an, eight. an eight. And I said, I said, actually, you wouldn't know. Everybody else would know that you lacked self-awareness, but you would be the only person in the room who didn't. Uh, So I would define self-awareness, and this is, I'm going to give you a very uh, cursory definition. I I would say that self-awareness is the ability to monitor and self-regulate your thinking, acting, and feeling in real time as you interact with people. It's understanding your personality and the effect it's having on someone uh, from moment to moment, right? Um, And, When you have that kind of self awareness, what arises in you is empathy, compassion, um, you know, emotional intelligence as you're interacting with people. uh, And actually, more joy because you're not going through life on autopilot. You're not banging guardrail to guardrail through people's lives as so many people do who, who lack self awareness.
0: Yeah. And that's why, you know, it's so funny we talk about that in the personal development world that how self-help becomes shelf help for so many people um, because they're not really, I'm not saying everybody, but it's kind of like we. I use the gym membership, like 100 people join a gym, 85% of the people, they'll read the book, right, or they'll go to the event and they're like, oh, I paid the gym membership and they just drive by, but then there's that, that 15% that really dive in and, um, and do the work. So can you talk, I love what you said, because when you actually are willing to do the work and look at self, not just awareness, but self-awareness, how, you know, you, I don't know, you, you, you become a little bit freer, don't you think? Mm -hmm. I think for me, like when I was really just, when I took responsibility for my actions and was really aware of where I wasn't awake. I just, I, when I did say, okay, I'm going to take self-responsibility for this and not be ignorant about this, but just, just really dive in and do the work. Um, I felt like this sense of like almost literally, literally like a weight was lifted off my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit about that? Cause I think 2020 was a tough year for a lot of people, right? I mean, it was, it was yeah. a lot of people they are still trying to figure out. I was just talking to somebody right now, but, and, and I, I had a conversation with somebody. I'm like, look. You're going to have to step up. You're going to have to take some self-responsibility for this. And otherwise, you're just going to go down the rabbit hole and blame, shame, justify everything. So can you share a little bit about that as well and what you've seen to actually, how, how people can make this year the best year yet by understanding their endogram?
1: Sure. I, I would tell you that, you know, one of the things I'm frequently telling people is one sign of mental health of many is the ability to move out of states of reactivity into states of responsiveness. Do we react to what life throws at us in any given moment or are we responding to life? Um, A friend of mine likes to say that most people act or go through the world like people trapped in a refrigerator box with a murder hornet, right? They're just, you know, Reacting to everything that comes their way in sort of a panic, knee-jerk kind of uh, pattern, versus somebody who is greeting life with this kind of wisdom. They have this ability to pause, right, And s- before they respond. Mm-hmm. They're more grounded. They have uh, almost like that plumb line that runs to the center of their person and. They're curious, uh, they're attentive, they practice deep listening, both to others and uh, with themselves. Uh, And that is uh, something that uh, I think requires some personal practices. Uh, I am a huge proponent of a regular mindfulness meditation practice, which actually research has shown us. Uh, awakens and strengthens the attentional muscle in the mind where you are paying attention. You are living in it. In the beginning, it, you know, you got to burn some calories to do it because it's not natural in our culture. But once you get it and it comes online, you just have this sense of being here in this moment, present to whatever is coming at you without letting it get velcro sticky. And just being able to uh, not react, but to say, ah, here, okay, now this, now this. And then whether it's in a conversation or, you know, like right now in the middle of a move running around, it's like, breathe. It's all going to be fine. Six months from now, everything's going to be, you can locate everything. Okay, don't panic. It's all good. You
0: know. Well, you know, I love about that because we always say, you know, when you're mindful, you make better decisions. Mm -hmm. I don't know when you just take the... It's with regards to helping people with speaking, you know, I do a lot with pe- helping people get back to their true voice. And when we talk about that, I'm like, there's the power of the pause. The pause allows you just to say, I got this. I know, you know, I, I know who I am. I know what I stand for. I got this. And, and just the beauty of the pause because too many times people think that they have to fill up all the white space, right? Instead of realizing the beauty of that just moment of whether like you said of that medit you know meditation mindfulness you know your book I love it so much because I'm one of those girls that's kind of attention all Kmart shoppers you know um, I'm not super (laughs) deep I want to be able to teach it to my 13 year old daughter or a five-year-old and help her become aware of this and her friends as well. So let's talk a little bit about the book and and dive in a little bit more, because I, from what I understand, for people that are new to the Enneagram, it's one of the easiest ones. I guess I did try to read a book, just so you know, about the Enneagram, and I was like, oh, this is way too deep for me. (laughs) Can we talk a little bit about this and why uh, why you decided to keep this book nice and simple for us everyday people?
1: You're right. You know, um, the Enneagram is an easy... um, typing or personality typing system to understand, but it's very hard to master. And so many of the books that are out there on it are content rich. They're wonderful, but they're 500 pages. You know, you got to quit your day job to read some of these books, right? And, and so with the, with the road back to you, my goal was to write a primer, right? Where you could read my book and learn enough about the Enneagram to move some needles in your life in a positive direction. And if you chose never to read another book about it, you'd still walk away feeling like, oh, I got a lot out of it. And for a lot of people, it became the gateway drug that, you know, led them down to the wormhole into the 600-page books because they really wanted to go deeper. So I'm very pleased with how it turned out because there was apparently a a real call for that kind of – you know, introductory kind of read and, and also one that was very narrative based. Lots of stories, uh, you know, to understand uh, lots of the technical material that was uh, was presented.
0: Well, you know what I love about the book? Once again, oh, my, my dog likes the book, just so you know. Um, what I like a lot about the book is the sections where it's the attentional Kmart shoppers, like what it's like to be a seven. yes. I like that, just the the summary of it, because I think that that gives people... I haven't seen that in any other Enneagram book either, like just the summary of what it's like to be that way. So I understand you also have a podcast, Typology. Tell us a little bit about that and what makes that podcast so
1: unique. Well, Typology, um, we like to say, is the show on which we explore the mystery of the human personality through the lens of the Enneagram. And what makes it wonderful is... We bring on guests, some that people know, others that are just, uh, you know, folks that don't have a public person. Uh, And uh, it's great because I interview people of each type or a couple, you know, with two different types. And what you hear when they describe the experience of being that type, you hear it right from the horse's mouth, if you will. And so, that's so much richer than me just describing what it's like to be a seven when you hear a seven talk about it you go oh got it and it's so fun and uh the conversations are can be incredibly rich often very moving oftentimes very funny um as people talk about how they historically have moved through the world in their type okay so come on do a little mock one with me
0: two minute mock to make sure that I'm the enthusiast, ask me a couple questions.
1: All right. You got it. Um, yeah. Are you a person who uh, is constantly thinking about the future? Heck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just got to tell you, just the way you're answering questions, like if someone said to me, what type do you think she is? I go, she's a seven. <laughs> you know, you are, this is not rocket science with you.
0: <laughs> and planning my trip to Nashville, where we're going to go eat, where, we're, where, I got it all planned. I'm, like, I'm thinking all about it, who I'm going to introduce you to in Nashville. Oh my God. I got the whole list. Yes. Go ahead. Other questions for me?
1: Yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you tend, uh, to, um, shy away from people who spend too much time talking about their problems? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> My producer here is almost <laughs> on the floor laughing his head off, right?
0: Um, our, our problems, I mean, I love them and I empathize. and I. But I remember this one lady that I was working with because I want to help them get them the solution, right? Like, I remember this one lady, I'm like, girl, like, you got to be really tired of that, like, story because, I mean, I've heard it five times and I'm exhausted from it. So you must be really exhausted from that, that challenge. But yes. Do you
1: suffer from monkey mind where you have racing thoughts and it's very difficult for you to remain in the present moment?
0: Now that depends. Okay. That depends. See, I've got my, um, first of all, I've got my crown here. Cause you know, every woman needs a crown.
1: Oh my gosh. She's wearing a crown.
0: But secondly, I've got my goggles to remind me to stay (laughs) focused.
1: So. You cannot make this up.
0: (laughs) up. You cannot make this up. So that.
1: I just want you to know that no other type on the Enneagram pretty much would be doing what you're doing right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you very much. But I do stay focused when I know I need to stay focused. I can stay focused.
1: Sure. But on the whole, think back to when you were 21. What were you like at 21? Do not bring up 21. Seriously. (laughs)
0: Seriously? Oh my gosh. Yes.
1: Well, because I oftentimes tell people if they're having trouble discerning their type, I go, think back to when you were 21, when you had no self-awareness and your personality was completely florid, you know? And so, you know, uh, you have experienced more of life you have experienced suffering setbacks and so you know a lot of pieces of your personality the edges have softened a little bit you're still fundamentally the same seven you were at 21 it's just a little bit more evolved right but here you are you're wearing a crown and goggles on the show here okay so (laughs) you have not lost your sevenness at all right which is great as long as you're self-aware Yes. As long as you've done your work and you are continuing to do your work to realize, guess what? There is a shadow aspect to the seven. And the patterns that helped you as a little person in the world, right? Seven patterns that helped you as a little person in the world will work against you in adulthood if you don't manage them very well. And that's where the Enneagram really helps people.
0: So does that mean you awaken a different part of the Enneagram for yourself?
1: No, I would say, for for example, for you as a seven, right? Let's say you're uh, in a situation where you're being bombarded by a lot of emotional pain, right? right? I'm a four. I can do that all day long. I can sit with people in pain all day long because four superpower really is empathy. It's being able to be with people who are struggling and not feel compelled to fix them. For example, lots of sevens I know, me as an, or me as
0: enthusiast,
1: I want to fix them. Yes, in part because you're not enjoying and having fun as long as that people is a buzz. That person's a buzzkill in the room, right? So it's almost like I really want to fix Bob because I'm uncomfortable around his painful feelings, you know. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes seven, if you're self-aware, you'll realize, oh, I'm doing that thing again, and I actually need to be present for Bob in his suffering and not try to make a joke, for example, to lighten the mood, you know, or just to say, okay, I'm going to have to burn calories right now. This is not natural to me, but I can do it. And Bob needs me to do it. So that's part of the awareness.
0: I think it would be situational then. Can it be situational? Because like when I'm in an environment where that's my, I'm just asking a question. I know you got to go and unpack, but. I'm yeah, not, I'm good. Is that because when I'm in a situation like where that's my responsibility, like when it's my job, like when I'm in an event and I need to do an intervention and I need to help somebody through it, then I'm like all in.
1: Yes. That's time limited though.
0: But if it's in life where it's, where it's like hearing it, I got,
1: Yeah. Yeah. It would be very, in some ways, in those situations, as odd as this might sound, in that intensity, in those interventions, there's a kind of fun edge to it, right? It's like, oh, this is great. There's a lot of juice in the room right now. I'm, so that actually kind of appeals to the seven. Right. Uh, but in your daily life, you know, if you're out with a friend having coffee and they go on too long about their how depressed they are about their divorce, you after a while may become a lot more uncomfortable with that than I would I am right? Right. You want be like, "Where's the check? Someone get the check." <laughs> Now it doesn't mean that you don't care. i'm not saying that you're a callous person. I'm just saying that that sevens want to be where the fun juice is, the joy juice is. They want to bring the sunshine wherever they go. They want to bring the energy of positivity. That's why they make such great entrepreneurs right They're incredibly creative, imaginative. they see patterns that and in how they overlap and how they reflect opportunity right, right? and um you know, the, the problem with too many feelings is it gets in the way.
0: Right, but like probably a little bit. This is really good because I'm going to bring you on to another, um, another event I hope that you'll do for me with people. that Because sometimes you get a little impatient. I want people to participate in their own rescue. I'm like, okay, you're good. Go, go. You, you can do this. You know, it's kind of like you're like trying to take the birds and push them out of the nest because you want them to take that self-responsibility for themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. So that- but you you do you understand this though that the biggest mistake that people make or one of them anyway is they presume that their way of seeing the world is normal yeah it's not. and to do that you're if the enneagram is right there are nine normals so the way that you communicate that to a six that message you need to realize A one needs to hear it in a different way. A two needs to hear the same message in a different way. So it's just when you know that, gosh, you can do so much more targeted work with people. And you're talking about that
0: the number one, the biggest one that you see is the loyalists, which is the committed practical why. Like why the worst case scenario, you say that's the number one? Is that the most popular one you said?
1: I'd say that lots of Enneagram teachers think there are more sixes loyalists in the world than any other type. So if I were going to try and communicate that message to a six, here's what you're going to hear initially. They're going to have a lot of questions. They're going to be like, well, what happens if this happens? Or what do I do if that happens? And right. you're going to go, because you are you meet fear with optimism. Sixes meet fear with pessimism. They're looking for what could go wrong. All you think about is what could go right. Right, right. And so y- you can't try to make someone think like you do.
0: It's a good thing I said right and not wrong. It's a good thing that my that I'm a that my blood type is B positive and not B negative. Don't you. Think- <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't make this up, Anthony. No. You can't make it up. That is so seven. Totally. I always like to say that seven suffer from pro which is the delusional belief that the whole world is conspiring for them to have fun. <laughs> That's not the case. What's that? Not the case. No, it's not <laughs> the case. But neither is paranoia, which would be the problem for a six, mm-hmm. right? That the world, something's out to get them.
0: I really, am enjoying this, and I know we're going a little bit longer. I apologize, but I'm having way too much fun here. Because I'm an enthusiast but I love it I think I am this is a really really good point especially with regards to people who have to run um, I would say, I'm gonna say definitely for people in network marketing I'm looking at this a lot with regards to network marketing because there's a lot of people who one they're not used to that model right and they're committed like you said but they are thinking about well what if I I can't do this
1: yeah, well, why do you think ADT commercials are so great? Why, you know, people breaking in the door. It's, you're, you're appealing to the temperament and the disposition of all those sixes out there. Why do you think CNN has a situation room? You, you know, what hooks a six? Like, we'll be right back after this with a story about dishwasher danger. You know what I mean? And it's like, the six is going, I can't leave. I got to watch this after the next commercial, right? That's so- easy yeah so let's say you had a product like marie kondo who are you gonna you're gonna appeal to ones on the enneagram the improvers they're perfectionists they like things ordered they like things predictable uh they oftentimes are the first people to notice mistakes or what's wrong or what's out of place in the environment and they feel compelled to correct it that's all marie kondo energy so again I've, i've worked with companies I think about what I'm gonna to wear to the
0: party, right? Like that's why I like to have it all organized right? so I could know what to wear to the party.
1: Well I always tell people if you want to if you're an adventure company, like you know you you put together, you know, vacations uh for adventure vacations, you better figure out how to reach sevens, right? And I could, for example, tell a company in about 15 minutes, well, here's the language you'd use. Like every sentence better end with an exclamation mark. Oh you know goodness. what I
0: mean? By an exclamation mark—that is for sure. That's why I'm planning my badass and beautiful glamping event that I'm doing in Zion,
1: right? Case closed.
0: Case closed. Okay. Last thing before we end—I'm so excited to get to know you, come visit. I'm already planning my trip to Nashville for you, me, Anthony. Yes, you are. (laughs) 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 Final question—that well, two questions. How do people get a hold of you and find out more about you and get your book? Because I'm going to be giving away some of your books. Just so you know, you're going to enter 26786 and you're going to enter TRUE to 26786 for your chance to win. I'm going to buy some of these so you can sign them and give them to some people.
1: Absolutely. We can do that for you.
0: Books. But how do they get a hold of you, Ian?
1: Right. Well, as you know, my book, The Road Back to You, just on Amazon.com, uh, they can go to my website, IanCron, dot com, and there they can learn about Typology, my podcast. They could learn about my IEQ9 Enneagram assessment. Uh, they can learn about my online course, True You, uh, and uh all the other things that I'm still get updated on where I'm speaking, the kinds of things that I'm doing in the world are YouTube live streams and all that stuff.
0: Look how cool. We're how in tune we are. True you, you've gotten my whole thing is stay true to who you are. Oh my yeah. god, Unbelievable. Okay, final question everybody gets asked it. What is one thing that you do to stay true to yourself?
1: Oh boy, that one thing. <laughs> there are so many things that I do to stay true to myself. Let's hear now, okay. Well, I've mentioned one already. I, I have a daily mindfulness practice that I, I love. And, you know, some people say, oh, I just can't stand to sit and do that meditation thing. But the benefits to me are so great. They are so palpable. Um, you sevens tend to have more trouble with it than we fours because you, you do have that racy mind. And when you sit for 15 or 30 minutes, you know, for that beginning portion can be difficult because – You've got popcorn going off in your head, ideas, things, you know, the future, and getting into the present moment is is a little bit more difficult for certain types, seven being one of them. But what I find is that the more time I spend in in meditation practice, the more attuned I am to who Mm. I am, the beauty of who I am. I'm more aware of the brokenness that uh, all human beings bring to the world, and uh, I'm more responsive to beauty. And I move through the world just with more wisdom, you know, m- more slowly in a, in the best sense of the word, more deliberately. Maybe that's a better word. Uh, so that's a big, big practice for me.
0: Hmm. I love that. I love. Do
1: it. you? <laughs> I want to know if you do. Do you?
0: No, oh, I really do. Like for me, one of the you talk about. I actually. There's a couple of things that have been great for me, and maybe that so can help some sevens out there. Many years ago, my friend gave me a chronic healing twin hearts meditation, and what I loved about it is it says, "Okay, I exercises," so it's kind of like you have to get your body out of the way, yes, and you just kind of go into this beautiful meditation. So that was about 21 years ago. I remember I just had my my son, and um, and the other thing for me is the bath is just one of those places I can just surrender in the bath. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Okay. So one other one, give us one other one. Cause you already gave us that one. One more thing you do to stay true to yourself.
1: Okay. You want me to go all four, kind of into the darker space for you right now? Let's hear it. I've been part of a 12 step community for lots of years. Uh, many years ago, uh, I came into sobriety and, uh, being on a, on a daily basis, practicing the 12 steps has really, really helped me to live uh, more true to myself. It's been a, you know, it's as, as it is for all of us, been a struggle, you know, over the years, but it's been so rewarding and uh, life-saving for me. That
0: I lo- I've heard that from so many people. You actually remind me of one of my friends who he is committed to wherever he is in the world. He makes sure that he, he does that and make sure those people that go through that are committed to that as well. So I, this has been an honor and a privilege to have you on. And I look forward to our friendship growing because I'm sure us enthusiasts are all about our friendships growing. But uh, thank you so much and make sure that you get the road back to you for you and your friends and your company. It's awesome. And uh, thanks again, Ian. I look forward to seeing you soon.
1: Lauren, I love spending time with sevens. This has been all.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Well, you're going to see more of it. Remember. (laughs) Bye, everybody. How awesome was today? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends to join as well. I'm here for you with fabulous content, great guests, and lots of giveaways. To learn more of how I have taken what I've learned, applied it to my life, helped others find their true voice, Text TRUE to 26786, which will give you my top tune-ups and a complimentary 15-minute discovery call with one of our coaches. And remember, keep in touch with me on Instagram at I am Lauren LaHave, Facebook, Lauren LaHave official, Clubhouse Lauren LaHave. Make sure you text TRUE, T-R-U-E, to 26786. Text TRUE, T-R-U-E, to 26786. And remember to always stay true to the amazing person you are.